This is Radio Free Galaxy. It's time to go. Welcome to Radio Free Galaxy. I'm Travis Lee. So today is October 31st, 2020. Uh, the world's completely falling apart around us. We're a few days away from the most contentious election in the history of our country and the world. I don't know. It's fucking crazy. But I can't think of anything better to do than to sit down with my good friend for over 30 years and talk about Star Wars. <laughs> the world's going to be what it's going to be. We can deal with it. We can fight those fights another night, another day. But tonight, we got to remember what <laughs> life is worth living for. And for me and my friend Adam, who's joining me on the show today, for a long time, it's been Star Wars. And we're going to talk about Star Wars, and in particular, The Mandalorian uh, season two episode one the marshal just dropped what last night friday night whatever so we're gonna talk about it and uh so joining me is adam Hello, welcome everyone. welcome to radio free galaxy sorry i talked over you there a little bit nah, that's cool, man. <laughs> thanks thanks for having me super excited um if there's to quote one luke skywalker if there's a bright shining center of the universe we are most definitely on the planet farthest fucking from yeah. But there's a ray of sunshine in our lives, and that is the Mandalorian. <laughs> it, is, it is the Mandalorian. Well, let's start off first. Uh, I know why I give a shit about your Star Wars opinion. You know, I've known you for 30 years, and at times you're the only one that I've had to talk to about Star Wars as in-depth as we get. How did that cat get in here, man? <laughs> <laughs> it got in here. Anyway, we got a cat in the studio, so I might have to get up and let her out at some point, but... We'll see if she falls asleep for a little while. Anyway, why should anyone give a shit about your Star Wars opinion, Adam? I could say, how did you come to Star Wars? I could say, what was your first Star Wars you remember watching? I could say all those stupid cliche questions. But honestly, why should anyone give a shit about your shitty Star Wars opinions? Um, because <laughs> no bullshit. Um, I'd go over to my pop's house. Uh, my parents were divorced, so he'd have custody um, every other weekend and then Wednesdays. And without fail. For easily from age five until at least 16 every other saturday or at least every saturday i spent at my dad's house i would watch episode four and episode five so if you do some simple math i've seen episode four and episode five in excess of 200 plus times a piece and we disagree about which which of our you know we have our own opinions of which is the best episode i like five you like four nope. 
Yeah. Um, my backup to that is is it's a toss up between um, Rogue uh, Rogue One and yeah. Four because I mean who's not to love what started it all and the bridge between the prequels and the holy original trilogy. Um, Absolutely. I mean we're both we're both old school Star Wars fans. I mean we were mostly alive for all the original movies not necessarily seeing them in theaters but it it was part of culture we grew up watching them you know playing with the figures you know fucking it's one of the first things we bonded on besides dungeons and dragons when we met when we were i was 10 you were like 12 whatever yeah sixth grade (laughs) late 80s (laughs) and uh yeah we bonded on that and so we've you know I was still episode four is my favorite and I know episode five is your favorite. And that's what, that's where our basis for star Wars fandom comes from. So when we watch something like the Mandalorian that just absolutely pays honor without absolutely copying the, any of the stories of the original trilogy, but like puts you in that place where you're in that world again. And it feels so honest and real I don't know. Me and you just geek out about this, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, and with the people they have doing this, like, I have my own opinion about Kathleen Kennedy and yeah. the work she's done with the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. yeah. But this, like, man, it's John Favreau, dude, and like all the rest of the other producers and directors and the director. Dave for, Filoni. Yeah, Filoni. Like, come on, man. Come on. How is this not a win? It was easily going to be a care, win. They care so much about... They're such fans of Star Wars, and they care oh, so much man. about the fucking story. And do they make some stupid decisions? Absolutely. Is there a bunch of cheesy crap in the first season? Absolutely. Is there a bunch of shit I didn't like in this new episode? Absolutely. But overall, just the feeling you get from this show, it just makes you feel like you're watching new episodes of the original trilogy again. At least it does for me, and I think it does for you, too. And that just feels so fucking good. Even as a middle-aged adult, <laughs> you know, like right. I, I get little kid feelings wanting to watch the Mandalorian again. I, it, it makes me feel like a kid oh, again. Man. It's exciting. The whole feel of the show. It feels like an old TV show from serialized TV show from the seventies or something. And it's just, it, it captures the spirit of the original star Wars so well. Yeah. Like I, I look forward to it. Like when I was in like, in grade school, looking forward to watching that new episode of the A Team, watching that new oh, episode yeah. of Knight Rider or oh, Airwolf, yeah. man. It's like oh, yeah. this whole freaking like month leading up to yesterday. Like you just get <laughs> this, you get these stupid text messages on your phone from all these political campaigners doing, you know, people trying just to get you to vote. Yeah. Doesn't matter who, just get out there, get your voice heard. Yeah. All that bullshit, you know. The Super red cool. party, the do that. No, but then, do it. then I get that notification from Disney Plus on my phone, <laughs> right? And there it is, and it's like, oh man, it's so close, dude. It's like, and it isn't even like I can taste, I can feel it. No, man, it's there in your heart. Like, we geeked out so hard at Celebration last summer, seeing all those people dressed yeah. up. But like, dude, me seeing all those fucking Mandalorians—that's my thing. Yeah, I mean, that's part of why Five is my favorite. You see the fat. Yeah, I mean. He's he, he he's he's the man with no name, man. If you're gonna, if did you're gonna you did you to him. okay? So let's so let's get into it right away. We got to talk about the end of the episode right away. Like this is gonna be full spoilers, so you know this isn't if, a, if this isn't a review it, or if anything. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Come back. Yeah, this isn't this isn't a review or anything because honestly, we're way too biased to fucking review yeah. this. <laughs> I mean, I got complaints. I got super big complaints about things that happened in the episode, but you know what? We'll, we'll talk about that too. But uh, we got to get to right to the end, man. Instantly, when you saw Tamara Morrison, 
did you instantly know that it was Boba Fett? Yes. Because to me, I was like, okay, but could so, it... So let's go there. So like, okay, so, you know, we already told you spoilers. Let the cat out. <laughs> Get out of here, cat. You're a pain. <laughs> She's going to go watch The Mandalorian. That's what the yeah. cat's doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you see him... So the Marshall's in... A Jawa sandcrawler, right? He's mm. getting his water. He's got all these crystals for trade. Jawas mm. are trying to like, and he sees that Mandalorian fucking battle plate. Yeah, and he immediately like he knows that's what he wants because it's a Mando reputation. He knows he knows the pedigree of the armor, yeah. or he's heard the rumor of it. So he gets the pedigree. He gets the armor, right. and like instantly, it's like it. Oh, okay. So I heard some people like were like, oh, the fan theories, the fan theories, like. Okay, let's be real. The mouse has destroyed a lot of the expanded universe. Right. Fett didn't die when he got eaten by the Sarlacc. Right. He crawled and the re- yeah, he crawled out. Because, and the reason why you know this is because there's a book called For a Few Credits More. It talks about how he survived that. Mm-hmm. Dengar helped him. He's the guy with the bandage around his head. He's one of the other bounty yeah. hunters. <laughs> Dengar. Yeah, Dengar. You got the diaper on his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> diaper head. <laughs> yeah, and Han Solo, by the way, is the reason he has the diaper around his head. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he used, um, the grenades that are actually his knee pads. He used one of those that detonated. It threw him out of the Sarlacc pit, whatever. So he survived, mm-hmm. but the Jawas have his battle plate. Cause those little grubby, grubby scavengers will get anything, which is also very cool mm-hmm. that, that, uh, that mechanic had R5. Um, if you're not aware, yeah. R5 is from episode four, Travis's favorite. It's the one with it's the her red name, droid. Her name mode. is uh that's Amy Sedaris playing Pelimata. We'll get to yeah. we'll get to Amy Sedaris. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> Christine is definitely more vocal about that one than we are. Well, um we'll get into it though. Yeah. So I mean but yeah, and then you see Boba battle scarred, weary, sun baked. He's got a gaffy stick. He's got a he's got a chemical slug thrower. He doesn't have his gear, and that's how the episode closes, man. It's so it's foreboding, and I was like, but instantly, but instantly, my my point is though, instantly I see him and I you see Tamara Morrison and you're like, but it could in my head, you know, I'm like, okay, obviously it might be Boba Fett, but instantly my mind went to it could be one of the fucking leftover clone troopers. It could be. Who, who's alive right now? Rex? Is it Rex or Cody? Rex, Rex would be the one who'd still be alive, but he okay. was old. He right. had growth acceleration. I know. I know. But that isn't to say that there weren't other clones that didn't have growth acceleration. That's entirely possible. Right. What they'd be doing on Tatooine, everyone eventually winds up on the planet furthest from. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I didn't instantly go there. You know, like it, I would like, my mind wasn't made up, but then I looked at IMDb today for the cast list and everything. And it said, clearly said to Morris and Boba Fett. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I was, I was like, I thought that maybe John Favreau and Dave Filoni would be a little more stealth on that. I don't know. Like the way they kept, you know, uh, the child under wraps, you know, before it popped out, you know, they didn't even merchandise it or anything like that. I thought that a big ass surprise, like having Boba Fett show up in your, maybe I didn't check IMDB the day before it dropped or anything like that. So I don't know if maybe they didn't release information until like after the first episode dropped or anything like that. But, but if they tip their hand like that, think yeah. about it, man. What bigger surprise could there be? I mean, what what plot? There's other bigger surprises there could be, especially when you go to fucking Tatooine. Who knows fucking who's supposed to be dead or who's supposed to be around that fucking shows up on that motherfucker? Come on. 
Yeah, it's, it's, everyone eventually shows up on the planet furthest from. If there's one thing they like doing in Star Wars, it's fucking going back to Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, there's like there's Tatooine and Coruscant. Those are like the most movie visited planets besides like Naboo or some shit. And you know, instantly I hear in the beginning of this episode, like, oh, the Mando you're looking for, or whatever he tells him, uh, the character, the crime boss that yeah. uh, that uh, that's actually played by John Leguizamo. Uh, yeah, Gore Koresh. Yeah, he's pretty cool. It reminded me of uh, David Koresh. He reminded me of Bricktop from uh, Snacks yeah. a little bit. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I want to say something about feeding him to some space pigs or something like that, or but... some uh, <laughs> act dogs or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, that that dude tells him, you know, he's going to Tatooine. And instantly, my first reaction is, especially this happens so much in Star Wars lately, where it's like, oh, we're going to revisit something familiar that you remember from the original trilogy, and it's just like my shoulders just slump like god damn it you know like but on the upside, it's not that i don't want to go back to that place but do it right and just don't like give me like member berries and like shit like that you know like hey remember this fucking droid and remember this fucking bar and you know you want to see this again look at that alien you remember him he was cool right yeah <laughs> uh, but the cool thing was is like we spent what five minutes at uh at the, the spaceport you know you see where where the effect of that IG unit uh, sacrificing itself for him had on him. Yeah, not, he, now it now, now he's okay like with droids. <laughs> yeah, now he doesn't immediately want to blast one into smithereens. Yeah, set his, whip out that rifle of his and start disintegrating stuff. Um, but yeah, we spent five minutes there, and it was good because it was five minutes. We got to see a totally new place on Tatooine, some right. place that is brand new, didn't really exist in the EU. And yeah, it's yeah, it's like it's a, cool. So let's talk about Amy Sedaris. So let's 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 get more back to like the beginning. Let's talk about Amy Sedaris, man. I I don't I don't know what to say about her. I her I don't know if it's the writing for her lines, or I think it's the delivery, or the delivery. But the lines are pretty bad. Her line, I don't know why her lines. Her lines in the episode she was in last season and this season, she was better last season. It's just like. She's describing to you everything that happens around her, and it's, like, really weird, you know, like... I, He's not for sale, is he? No, I'm kidding, but I'm not. Like, But I'm not, you know, like, I, I don't know, man. And the way she talks, it's just, like, I, I get this weird mis Midwestern feel from her, and it just feels very of the earth, and it takes me... It just kicks me right out of the scene that I'm trying to put myself in, you know? I'm trying to place myself on Tatooine with them there, in this dirty, dingy place. And all I mean is, oh, geez, you know, like a woman talking. I, I, it takes me right She needs out. to be more rough around the edges. A little bit more rough. Now, like, not with the child. Okay, I, I get it. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on, dude. What was, what, I mean, you looked at me and kind of like laughed when, when the dude's, uh, when they're on the speeder bike and yeah. he's like got his head like a dog like his dog with his head out the window and his little ears were flapping I'm like dude I fucking love his ears and you yeah. just gave me that look like <laughs> the child's too fucking cute we can't even yeah dude like, I, I mean what the fuck are we gonna say about the child I can't say anything bad about that motherfucker I actually like how they're using him choke somebody I, well I like how they're using him right now because they could be using him as like a plot device in every single episode and they're really not right he was just like a no. MacGuffin in this episode. It was just like he's just a hanging out, like hanging out, kid. being cute by the fucking spittoon in the fucking bar, and fucking, you know, giving his little coos and making his little noises and his cues. Fucking, I like that. He didn't fucking use the force at all, or you know, it, they're not like using that up on every single episode. You know, they're saving it for a special time when they're actually in distress or whatever. So, yeah, 
But anyway, yeah, Amy Sedaris, look, it's not great. I don't know if it's her fault. I don't know if it's the lines they're writing for her. I'm not totally blaming her. Favreau wrote this episode, though, so like yeah. I, can't, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to blame the, the writing at yeah, that point. I, I don't know. I think the episode is directed really well. And it's really cool. I do have some other gripes about it. Like some of the some of the dialogue for uh, the Marshall is a little. I don't know. But I, I fucking love it. But I like the exposition of it. And when I saw Timothy Oliphant, dude, absolutely. Let's get into it, dude. When Timothy, we're both Timothy Oliphant fan fans. I think yeah. you even more so than myself, dude. I love him in Hitman. I had that on my <laughs> iPod for fuck's sake, and used to watch it on my fucking my iPod Classic. When he takes that helmet off in the bar and in the canteen or whatever, I was kind of hoping because you saw how tall that dude was. The torso was out of whack for dude, the, the distance on the armor and everything. He's looking like a sexy ass young Stephen Lang. <laughs> cross between Stephen Lang and fucking Sam Elliott, man. Yeah. He's looking so good. He's that, so cool. He was like, it, it, man. He fits this genre so well that even though, yes, some of his lines are so bad, but he knows how to deliver one of those cheesy ass, like, I'm the Marshall kind of lines, you know, from being yeah. on all the shows but, that he's been on. But here. judging by the young one, maybe I got you pegged wrong. Like, He's Just like, a little inflection on yeah. his voice makes it seem... He, he's bringing in like a little bit of experience from Deadwood on that. Absolutely. Deadwood, Justified, yep. all those shows that he's been in, man. And like, the, what I really love is like, for some weird reason, like all those other things, he doesn't walk so stiff in this one. Yeah. Like he's really... Like, I don't know if it's just like that was the characters that he was portraying and all the other ones because he really wasn't that stiff walking and moving and die hard with a vengeance yeah. or live free and die hard or whatever it was. Yeah. The you know, yeah, yeah, fire sale one of the diehard movies, yeah. (laughs) Um, but like most of those, he walks really stiff, but in this one, he's like, he's got swagger, yeah, which normally, like, he he does. I noticed that when I was watching it for the second time, and I was like, when you see him standing with the armor on, you're like, oh, fuck he just stands like Timothy Oliphant, like that has to be him under the costume, yeah. Like Pedro Pascal, they said he's not in the costume all the time. You know, I don't know when he is, when he isn't, or if he's just doing the voice, whatever. I suppose we could look into it more, but it looked like Timothy Oliphant was standing there. Just like, (laughs) if you've watched enough Deadwood and seen him standing there like a badass with his fucking gun on his hip, and then they had that little shot with the, they were having the showdown in the bar, and they've got it. Yeah, right before the Great Dragon came up. Oh, man, it's so good, dude. He was, (laughs) like, like right here, in front of the child, he's seen worse. Like, that. (laughs) That child has done worse. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but then we get introduced to this big, uh, what's it called again? The crate worm? Crate dragons. Crate, dra- crate yeah. dragon, excuse me. Yeah. I'm thinking of sandworm. Those, uh, I'm surprised they kept that from the EU, the video games. Um, and, at, you know, towards the end, when all those, why they wanted the, the sand people wanted to uh, keep the, the remains in the viscera, that crate dragon pearl. Yeah. Those actually like that Is was it a pearl. See, I thought yeah, it's a pearl. Okay, I thought so, it was an egg or something. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck it was. So, um, okay, explain it like a stupid nerdy explanation. So you don't know. <laughs> Please do. Yeah, because don't, don't know. Lightsabers know. have two crystals. They have a focusing crystal and they have a power harnessing crystal. If you take the focusing crystal out of a lightsaber and put a crate dragon pearl in it, it has different properties. Mm-hmm. So that crystal. Um, also determines color of a lightsaber. So at the end of episode, or at the end of season one, you see the dark saber. Mm-hmm. There's a crystal, the the focusing crystal um, of that two piece, you know, mechanism in a lightsaber. That's what makes the dark saber the dark saber. It's unique. 
It's all it is. It's the. I thought what, it was. I thought it was the Kyber crystal. Though. Yeah. There's yeah, but both they're they're okay. all known as Kyber crystals. One's okay. used for power for power accumulation. The yeah. other one's used for focusing. All right. If I'm wrong, comment whatever. Yeah. Whatever. If you're a super fan, you you know what's up. Yeah, so that crate dragon pearl. Yeah. That really shouldn't like as far as I've ever seen in anything else EU, it yeah. shouldn't be that big. Like I played Galaxy of Heroes for fuck's sake. I used to hunt crate dragons by myself. Right. Wearing the Fets armor because did all the stupid stuff like crazy fandom stuff. Right. So, but that's what they wanted. That thing is so invaluable, but they used to use those on rare occasions to make lightsabers. Okay. And they would have different properties on them. So, and if you well, do super nerdy that's, stuff. That's like, extended universe. So, yeah. Well, yeah. and it's now so kind, of, it's so, kind of canon now, okay. though. At least the, the pearl itself is canon now, but which is do, cool. So, you've never seen that one that big, you know? So, like, would you chunk that one out or. You know, divide it up into pieces. I mean, what are you doing with something like that? Is it just is it just used for lightsabers? I mean, is it's got other, other it's got other materials. Okay. Like, I mean, in the video game, like in uh, Galaxy of Heroes, you'd get parts from a crate dragon, and you can use that to upgrade your stuff. Like, if you use okay. that to upgrade your weapons, like it might do more damage. Whatever, yeah. it would have like game effects like that. Like in an actual Star Wars, like you know, cinematic universe, man, I, there's no telling what that 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 pearl could do, and it was huge. Yeah, he was like that was bigger years. than that sand person's head. I thought it. Was, I thought it was. It looked like a pearl because of how round it was. But I was like, could be an egg too. I don't know what the fuck. You know, like what are they? Yeah, like, it could be. It actually, dude, the Tuscan Raiders. They could be wanting to fucking raise that motherfucker. Like that's <laughs> a know, war like, beast. You know, you know, like, like they, a dune. Like you know, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, Tuscan Raiders in this episode were fucking awesome. They were. Although I gotta say it's that one that they they used they sent with the uh, Bantha to lure it the first time. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm gonna do my fucking you know Tuscan Raider fucking growly roar thing that you know everyone's familiar what was with. The plan there, man. Like the dude just sat there like he waited. Like okay, you know that that big huge cave is the lair of this big huge thing, this ancient creature that <laughs> swallows bantha's holes why the fuck are you gonna stand there for like a good solid five count after you screamed to wake it up to draw it out like hey buddy i brought you a snack come and eat it i'm gonna watch it eat it i'm gonna stand right here next to the big know, bantha. Dude, but he definitely drew the shortest straw dude and well and then like... they sent three dudes to go fucking wake it up all right dude are, are are tuscan raiders really that selfless though you know what i mean are they is that really in the character of a Tuscan Raider? Because I know we're, we're seeing like a different side of them in this episode and that that's we've really probably cool. never seen before. And it is absolutely cool. They can be negotiated with, apparently. They can be trusted. Their word's good. Yeah. I don't know if I dig all that, but hey, whatever. You know, yeah. okay, so they've got some honor to them. They're not just thieves. I get that. Um, but they're also sacrificing themselves because that's basically what he's doing, dude. You know what I mean? So like, like, I don't think that dude knew going in. Like, no, I, that dude knew going in that there was risk. There's a big fucking risk, man. Hell like, yeah! He stood there for five seconds after he yelled, and then he started running. Like, I bet you nobody volunteered, right? He's like, uh, "Ugh, you, you draw short." How about how about one of the motherfuckers with a jetpack, man? You got two motherfuckers with jetpacks with right? jetpacks sitting there, and it's like you're trying to wake the motherfucker up anyway. So maybe you couldn't fly in. Maybe you fucking walk up or you fucking ride up. Whatever you got to do to be silent walking up. But once you're there, get on your fucking jetpack and get the fuck out of there, man. I mean, <laughs> what are we talking about? Bring bring two banthas. Maybe maybe you got a, a running bantha. Bring a second, younger, faster bantha than the right. first motherfucker. I don't know. But there had to be a better plan. Uh, find the fastest dude in your tribe. Send that dude. Because they clearly didn't. That um, one... Apparently nobody liked that Tuscan Raider because 
you know, I yeah. don't know. Somebody had to go, I guess. They paid but... a lot of attention to detail on that. Yeah. And I think they could have done a little bit better on the Tuscan Raiders, uh, their head garb, because that looked a little kind of... They looked a little clean overall. They looked way too clean for living in the desert. And a little too uniform. Way too uniform. Absolutely. Um, I want to see more variations in costumes. I want to see a little more dirtiness. But they did look very action figure cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they paid homage to, like, you know, Obi-Wan said, man. These tracks are side by side. Tuscan Raiders walk single file to hide their numbers. What do they do? Single file hiding their numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They were really cool. Um, what else are we talking about here? So we got Timothy Oliphant. Um, he's uh, and I do hope their paths cross again, dude, because Timothy Oliphant, uh, Gina, what's her face? Corona. Yeah, her and Carl dude, Weathers. Carl Weathers, like, dude, yeah. and. and Pedro all in like all of them in one scene. Like I want them so bad to team up. I was thinking about that when I was rewatching the episode today. I'm like every episode I see with one of them in it, I'm like, I'm waiting for that Avengers style team up. Right. But I don't know if I want it in like all the episodes, you know what I mean? I don't, right. I don't want them to necessarily build to that because I like the solitary nature of the Mandalorian, but I would like a nice long arc of it, of them teaming up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it's like the prison break episode in season one. It was yeah. cool to see some of it's cool seeing the Mandalorian's contacts, like yeah. his network. Yeah. And like those aren't his those aren't his friends. I mean, you know. Kinda. A little uh, bit. Carl close, Weathers close is, he is getting friends. close. Yeah, it's getting closer. I yeah. mean, Gina's definitely his friend. Right. I mean, um <laughs> She's cool. Yeah, she is. That's freaking re- re- Republic Shock Trooper. Yeah. Or jump jump shock, whatever the heck they called it, but so one, so I got a few complaints. So we we can't just gush about it the whole time. So I got the complaint about Amy Sedaris. Also, some of the CG was garbage, dude. We got got to call it some of the CG. There's some backgrounds. There's some backgrounds when they're like traveling through the desert and through the mountains and shit. That absolutely, like you got your foreground and that looks all all good. Yeah. And they spent a lot of time and money on that. But the backgrounds, they might as well be like the painted wall in empire strikes back you know what i mean they look really really shitty and also the tuscan raiders dog creatures i don't know what do you know what they're called uh starts with an a like egg egg, egg yeah dog, I, I, I could look it up but honestly the fucking dog Those... creature things dude they looked like absolute garbage Come you, know what, on, you know what made them look the most fake what their eyes yeah they they just didn't have a weight to them for being as big as they were I didn't feel the the weight of them in the scene because you have all of these characters with these, you know, Tuscan Raider outfits that look really amazing. You got the Mandalorian, you got the Marshall. I mean, they're got good practical effects going on, good costumes. And then you just have this really fake kind of, it, it wasn't even looked like it was full, like 3D. It almost looked 2D a like little they bit too much. They couldn't just find like a really big, like, I don't know, like a bull mastiff, uh, a really big St. Bernard. And like shoot it on a on a on a on a sound stage because that could have been done on a sound stage. I don't know. They they could have and, and put it like a and put like a green covering over it to, so that when the Mandalorian like was greeting the first one that came up and like came to get the treat out of his belt because everyone walks <laughs> around with dog biscuits in their belt. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's why you have a utility belt for dog biscuits really yeah. and grappling hooks. Yeah. Um, when he when he was petting it, like if they would have green sleeved a dog and had the dog lean in against it to get pet, yeah. it would have looked it would have helped to make it look real, but yeah. it didn't. It just it didn't lean weight. in to get that but attention. That's exactly what I mean. It has no weight. In... I mean, sure, maybe you know you can explain that away with well, it's part reptilian or whatever because it did look reptilian. And like, dude, it's, it's fine. that 
uh, armor plate towards its hindquarter, wagging like a dog's tail. Yeah. Like that uh, again, yeah. it takes me out of Star Wars and puts me back into the real world, where you expect to see like some dog that has its tail docked would yeah. be wiggling its little stump and happy to see its master. It's like, no, dude, that's still an attack. You, d- you didn't need to have so many of them in that opening scene when you're introduced to them when they're walking through that. Because later on, you only see one. You you could have just had one particularly big, nasty one come around the corner and just make that one look really awesome in the foreground and fuck with. I don't know how many there were around, but just like as the farther you get in the background, the worse they look, and it's just like, or, yeah, I don't or, know, man. Or where when stuff in the background is is particularly out of focus because yeah. there's so much zoom in yeah. focus. I mean, the director of photography could have helped out with that one. Yeah. Not that I know what the fuck I'm talking about, but not, I mean the the crate dragon looked great. I thought the crate dragon they spent a lot of fucking time and yeah, and they made sure to, so that you knew that thing was definitely subterranean and all the sand and dust and dirt coming off of it it was appropriately colored it blended in with its surroundings it looked natural it fit there yeah it was cool so you know you get like this episodic you know storyline that we've seen in tv shows you know a hundred times you know like i was searching my mind on when i when i first you know got the plot of the episode what they're doing you know and they're getting together with another i was like i've seen this western movie is probably some clint eastwood movie that I've seen, you know, I'm like, which one is it? The one where he goes into the town and then he's got to get the other, like the, you know, other band of uh, other town that doesn't like him or like the Indians, you know, excuse my, but you know, from those yeah. movies, the Indians, they got to get the Indians and the Cowboys to work together. I'm like searching my mind, like which Western movie is this? But I mean, it could be any, but like the take, the take on it and putting it into a Star Wars context makes it so fresh and so new that like even though i know what's going to happen in this plot line it makes me so compelled to keep watching it's like i know they're going to prevail in the end i know the plan isn't going to go according to how it is you know thought how they thought uh the tuscan raiders and the villagers are going to come together you know all this is going to happen you know yeah, every beat. it's, it's magnificent magnificent 70 and you know yeah, the trope is there like it's a yeah. reused trope yeah absolutely. but it's i mean is it a completely new spin on it no, it's just a new environment and it's just done up a little bit differently. And I mean, at this point, everything that's been done has been done and they're just reimagining it. And I think they did a really good job of it. Like I, you know, when, you know, Mando looked over, sand people open for, for suggestions when that one, <laughs> like, well, there goes that fucking idea. <laughs> yeah. I think he just says they're open for suggestions. It's like, yeah. I, I know it, when they first said, well, tell us how to kill this thing. I was like, well, if they know how to kill this thing, why haven't they done it already? But clearly they didn't. They just had some kind of fucking theory. And basically their theory was that, oh, well, we can hurt it from the belly. Well, like no fucking shit. You know what I mean? Like, no, well, no shit. Thanks for the fucking advice, assholes. But like you can hurt almost anything through the belly. You know what I mean? So whatever. So, I mean, the end is kind of predictable. You know, they fail at the original plan and then finally the fucking Mandalorian has to fucking jump in and actually fucking do something. Up until that point, he was just sitting up on the fucking ridge fucking giving orders like who the fuck. All right. Sorry about that. We had a little technical difficulty there. We were in the middle of a conversation and uh, talking about the Mandalorian. We were talking about the end of the episode. And uh, something went wrong with my recording, so we're going to pick it up right where we left off. And uh, we were talking about the end of the episode. Ends up, we were talking it was predictable or something, and then the Mandalorian finally had to jump in. The guy with the fucking jetpack finally had to fucking come in and do the business, and he fucking jumps in the motherfucker's mouth and fucking 
blows him up and fucking comes out. Now, was that acid? Did was that fucking Kray Dragon spitting acid? Does he? Yeah, spit like he was spitting bile. I, I don't think they paid enough homage to that to show some serious like. Yeah, like, so, obviously those people were gone. Like, there's right. they're just dead. Right. So, like, I mean, how's he, how's he jumping in there, though, and fucking... I know he's got the best guy and shit, and that probably is impervious to fucking acid, but, like, he's wearing other shit that's not covered by best guy. How is he fucking... If that is acid, how is he not fucking being burned up by that shit? Are like, we just supposed to ignore that or what? Multiple chambers of stomach, maybe? Who, I don't like, know. He yeah. had the green shit all over him, yeah. dude. He was looking pretty fucking slimy, and it was fucking dissolving other motherfuckers all around him. So, like, I don't know. I'd like to at least see a little sizzle on him or something. I don't know. I didn't even see a little sizzle. He's just goopy. No etching on his on the Beskar, which, okay, testament to maybe how strong Beskar is, but you saw the Fett's armor. Maybe that wasn't 100% Beskar. Um, maybe there's some chemical reaction, alien chemical reaction going on there we don't understand about Cray Dragons. Anyway, uh, we were we lost part of the episode that we were talking about uh after we we're done talking about the end we got into some of our nitpicks about the episode overall of course we loved it but we did have some other things that we thought were a little ridiculous we were talking about the cg for the tuscan raiders dogs that we still didn't figure out the name for yeah they they kind of look fake <laughs> the eyes were the giveaway really on that yeah they didn't have any weight they looked a little fake i don't know they weren't really necessary to be in that number so I don't know if they would have done one and just done it really, really well. That would have been a little bit better. Yeah, something a little bit more menacing. Yeah, we were talking about the backgrounds a little bit. The backgrounds, you know, the foregrounds and the scenery looked really good. The backgrounds kind of looked ridiculous. <laughs> you think you even mentioned that it looks like like the painted walls in the, the Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that scene where like Luke and Vader are fighting on that little outcropping, that was all painted on the floor. That's all painted. Yeah. It looks really great for the time. That was a really good practical effect, but like, yeah, uh, not with today's camera technology. Yeah, it was it was wizardry for 1977, or which yeah, yeah. 77. Yeah. Well, right. well, that's when it came out, so right. that would have been like 75, 76 right. when they were making it for like two years or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, we got to talk about that scene where Timothy Oliphant yeah. is fucking riding along on the speeder. Well, that like the exposition it, of like what happened. Yeah, he throws out the exposition dump of everything that happened after the Empire died and how Tatooine went to shit. And was it the mining guild that came in? And yeah, fucking some took mining over? syndicate. Yeah, whatever those assholes. So anyway, they had to, you know, he's given that exposition dump, but he's doing it on a speeder. And actually, the Mandalorian's on the speeder, and Timothy Oliphant's on that fucking thing with the fucking pod racer fucking engine on it. Fucking just to be blasting away. If you remember Anakin, he had almost the same kind of engine that Anakin had yeah. in fucking episode one. And fucking, you remember Anakin, when he fired that fucker up, he had to fucking scream at the top of his fucking lungs. It's working! It's working! <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, he had to scream at the top of his lungs. And here fucking Timothy Oliphant, the marshal's fucking Cobb Vanth, he's on the fucking back of that motherfucker and he's looking right over at the Mandalorian conversationally. talking to him, t- conversationally, telling him No wind through his hair. Yeah, no wind through his hair, no goggles on his face, no face mask on to keep the sand out of his fucking mouth. He's, you know, not parched at all from riding through the fucking desert. And he explains slowly and coolly in a calm voice the entire fucking history of the fucking planet since the empire came, you yeah. know, and how he came to have the armor. And, you know, I, I know it's a necessary, all these episodes like that of old TV have to have, if, if you're, you're like traveling to a new village, it was like always the episodes of the A team or something, you know, yeah. they had to go, they went to a new town. They were trying to hide out. They didn't want to get involved. They ended up getting dragged into the conflict where some, 
banker or some crooked landowner or something is trying to take over somebody's farm or something like that. And, you know, they don't want to get involved, but then they get mixed up in it, you know, and then at some point we have to have an exposition dump from one of the farmer's daughters or something where she sits down with the A team at the local diner. General store. Yeah. The general store or something after they beat up a couple thugs that were trying to rough her up or something. And there's always an exposition. Oh, you know, my daddy, we've owned this land since, you know, blah, 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 since my granddaddy and blah, blah, blah. You know, like, I know we need that exposition dump when you have these episodes. But, dude, the way they did it, they could have done it around a campfire. They had plenty of opportunities when they At had the campfire. Tell yeah, exactly. Like, to sit down in <laughs> front of in the campfire bar. and talk about it. But they're sitting on fucking speeders, dude, right next to each other. Fucking, and then, I, whatever, man. Whatever. It's a, it's a little great, but it was a little fucking silly, man. So yeah. the Gamorians, their their costuming was and they didn't look like the episode six Gamorians. Yeah. They looked a little uh a little too human. Yeah. Um I took I couldn't tell if those like were it took me like four watchings to yeah. to determine that they were using vibro or some type of like you know negation field around their axes fighting yeah. those two Gamorians in the ring in the beginning. Right. Um Gore crush. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was cool. It was a cool scene. Yeah. I, I couldn't figure the name out the thing. The name thing. What name thing? Why does everybody have to introduce Oh, why does everybody have to introduce themselves as I am Cobb Vanth? <laughs> I'm Gore Crush. I'm you know, like, dude, come on. Just, you know, let's get first names. Let's stop doing the Han Solo thing. I mean, when Han Solo did it, it was super, super cool, you know. Yeah. It's it's a mysterious name, but not every name is as mysterious as Han Solo. And can we get a few more syllables in Star Wars names too? Cobb yeah. Vanth, yeah. everything Han Solo, Cobb Vanth, everything's like that. Gore Koresh, uh, Peli Mono. Yeah, one of my favorite like com- like uh, the Star Wars comic books here is like uh, Kier Kanoth. He at least has like three syllables. Yeah, like, that's that's a long Star Wars name. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. So anyway, we overall, I love the episode. I can't wait. I'm I'm trying not to like look too hard into like casting or the names of the episodes coming up. I want as much mystery, you know, to fucking show up on Fridays every week. I yeah. Is this eight? We don't know if it's eight or ten episodes. I don't know. I don't even know. I didn't even look up that far. I I I've been looking forward to this for months and months and months, as we've been suffering through this fucking year that we've been going through and to finally have it here i just don't want to even know what's coming next week adam i just want to be surprised i want you know i'll i'll deal with all the things that i think are silly the bad cg the bad lines because overall the care that's put into it to bring new star wars just feels so good man you know what there's 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 two franchises um actually three but like there's two that's important to this conversation um that really respect the fandom and it's star wars and star trek like most Mm -hmm. people are one way or the other i like both but obviously i prefer star wars um just because it's what i grew up with like i said at the beginning i've seen four and five ridiculous amounts of times um rogue one's getting up there and watching um i've actually planning on rewatching the animated clone war series at because oh, yeah. oh my gosh dude so good oh, yeah. especially the last season on that which we had to wait so long for and that was like a treat to get it and like it was there was a lot of disappointment in there too though yeah well <laughs> i mean and you know what dude the, the mouse really could just but like, they brought it through in the end they, they did brought it oh, through in God. the end those dude. last four episodes dude. and ewan mcgregor confirming that like there's an obi-wan series yeah 
Like, dude, if there's a trilogy of Obi-Wan movies, oh my god. We'll see. We'll see. If, even if it's just one, dude, oh my gosh. Because we'll there's a really good fan uh, uh thing out there. You can probably find it, like Obi-Wan. It was really good, but like, oh anyway. These like like man in these rough times dude, it's cool to have something to look forward to every friday and i'm terrible about watching like anything in syndication like why i binge watch stuff after the fact if it's already been like i don't want to know that i hate getting into tv shows because i don't want to end watching a series with no resolution so many cool series right now that i start watching end up getting canceled before the before the show ends you know and i get that i'm so invested you know like what as bad as Game of Thrones ended, at least it fucking ended. Right. At least and, and it ended. You watched that in like two weeks. You know, like I started watching like The Expanse and I love that show, but and it got canceled yeah. and then it got saved. And I don't know if I want to jump back in because the story's so good and I get so wrapped up in that fucking show that like I'm afraid that I'm going to get let down by it not finishing and telling its ultimate story. Well, there are books for it. I, I know, I man, but I'm but, just talking about TV. Of course, yeah. I could read the books, man. But, you know, it's I just don't want to get invested in fucking four seasons of a fucking show, five seasons of a fucking oh, show. Man. I mean, know that I'm never going to get a resolution. There's a third series for The Walking Dead. Yeah. And like I, I should not have, but, like, I did a seven-day. You started it? Yeah. Oh, I'm a man. dumbass. Are you caught up to date with the regular Walking Dead? I need to resubscribe to AMC on oh, Amazon man. so I can watch the... Uh, I like Fear the Walking Dead more than I like The Walking Dead, yeah. just because The Walking Dead got it. But the, I mean, anyway, it's not Star Wars, so fuck it. Well, I mean, it's cool. It's but, our fucking podcast. Well, yeah, I mean, so, and, and that's just it. Like, I mean, apparently, one of these days we're just gonna have to do a whole fucking just, and you know, get the late, get get Christine and and um, Trisha here and let's just talk about fandom because I know Trisha, her fandom has got to be a little bit different than ours because like I know that she's into something. She's got to be into something cool besides well. just her music. Which shameless plug? Check out Murder Generation, Murder punk Generation. music. I don't like punk, but I like Murder Generation. Oh well, that's a ring endorsement. Yeah, I know, right? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about. We're huge Star Wars fans, but we're also fans of a lot of things. And I don't know about you, but that's what makes life worth living. Sometimes we have to fight our battles during the day, and we fight our battles at work to get respect and as much money as we need, and we fight our battles out in the street for racial justice and gender equality and all those things and all those things are very important but at night we have to have something to unwind yeah, to there has to be a decompression we have to have something to look forward to there has to be some joy in life yeah. and for whatever it is for you we probably will talk about it eventually on this show but for me and adam right now as many flaws as there's in the Mandalorian, we love this show. Oh, yeah. It makes me oh, feel yeah. so good. I feel like I, a fucking twelve-year-old oh, kid, and I fucking love it. And I can't wait till next week, and we'll probably be on next week recording another episode about it. Sorry, we had some technical difficulties tonight. You lost a bunch of super awesome stuff that got cut out in the middle of the episode because I was too stupid to set up my computer properly to. Not close my browser <laughs> while I was in the middle of talking, but I'm a fucking noob to podcasting. But well, and it's a good thing that you know somebody works in ITU can help you out with it. Yeah, so that's it's like you. Thirty second fix. So, Adam, do you want people to find you anywhere on social media? Uh, eventually, not right now. <laughs> not right now. I mean, if you want, to, if you want to look up Adam Peniawa, P A N I A G U A. 
on YouTube. Um, there's two videos of when I got my oldest cat. Um, there's some stupid videos of me playing Magic the Gathering Arena. Yes, um, it is. That's about it, really. Um, that's I, another thing we're going to have some podcasts about between us is Magic the Gathering because yep. I've just recently started playing after <laughs> about 25 years <laughs> of you trying to get me to yeah, play. When we talk about that, we'll talk about the origins of that That 20 years ago, the attempt made. I mean, um, but, you know, like, again, like, dude, we bonded over Star Wars and Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, yeah. I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons thanks to my older brother since I was like seven. Yeah. I met Travis and heard that he played Dungeons and Dragons and yeah. uh, the other guys who went to the same grade school you went to because, I mean, I was roll, rolling into a whole new crew of friends, which was super cool and exciting. Leaf and Dave and Pat Pat and all them guys. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, like you guys have no idea the amount of nerd dumb. Like if you saw me and Travis and looked at us and like, if you had to like on the spot, like are those two dudes like fanboy nerds? Like, <laughs> you should really honestly say, yeah, because we're usually wearing something that's fanboy related. I don't give a fuck. But, I, don't give a fuck. But I, if you I, like, I wear my fandoms on my, f- I, I honestly okay. don't care. You know, you can call me a person and, arrested development childhood whatever yeah, i don't there's care there's been a failure to launch but dude you know what i'm Being just on this landing pad is fucking fun i'm just living my life as i wanted to when i was fucking 12 and 13 years old i just got the money to do it now so right fuck and, it. And to do it well and we're going to talk about it and we're going to talk about it with all of you and the things that you love so yeah you're gonna hear our, our, our bias opinionated things and it, like hey like, i don't know if you got comments going on on this man leave comments yeah leave some comments you can send me an email i don't have any social media hooked up for the podcast yet i i will i'll get on it you know life's been fucking really crazy lately the first episode got taken down you know for copyright stuff but i got it back up and bullshit 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 i missed a couple episodes that i wanted to fucking do we fucked this one up in the middle (laughs) but we're gonna get better at this we're gonna do it and we're gonna have a lot of fun and i hope you join us you can send me an email at rfgalaxypodcast at gmail.com, uh, rfgalaxypodcast at gmail.com. And this has been Adam Pinawa and Travis Lee, and this is Radio Free Galaxy. We hope you enjoyed it.